animals less healthy than you can't nourish you. Are you surviving or are you thriving? Are you too busy to live? Do you have grain brain? That was brain. Fight for your life. Get your prescription for health today. Is Mother Nature too good to be It's true? not you, it's the food. It's a no-grainer. Oh, <laughs> um, that isn't happening to us. It's already happening to you, woman. Join our army of minas. Keep the government off our farms. Make, Make it, it happen today. today. Save the bacon. Save the bacon. Save the bacon. It's time to drop some atomic mom bombs. It's not me. It's you. Invest in your life. Yay! Her name is Neethi. Go save the bacon, mommy. Hey everybody, it's Neethi the Pharmacist, and today I wanted to have a conversation with you regarding how to recognize real food. This subject is a little bit uh, touchy for me because I kind of, I don't know, I get frustrated when people say that, oh, hey, I'm eating healthy food or I'm eating, you know, happy animals or I'm vegan now so I'm I'm healthier when the truth is actually that there is food and there is poison there you go guys I said it I know you know no one wants to actually call these things what they are but the truth is if it is not a plant or an animal it is poison and sure, there's plants that are also poisonous for us uh, and, and animals that we probably shouldn't eat. But human beings have been created to enjoy and take nourishment from plants and animals. I'm not talking about the ethical conversations that everyone wants to have at this moment to say what they think we should or should not eat. I'm I'm not telling you how to live. I'm not telling you how to eat in terms of vegetarian, vegan, meteranian-isms. I'm saying that the disease that is being caused in human beings today is because there are companies and corporations that are calling poison food. They're making poison look like food-like substances, and it's tricking our bodies. If you really want to gain health, I mean, I think we're all trying to do something, if we're very honest with each other, we're all trying to do something every day to feel better, to gain some health, whether it means that we get up and we go running to turn the clock back, or we go to the gym and work out. Or we put ourselves on some kind of diet. You know, I would argue that if you just ate food and not poison, then you wouldn't have to worry about all the dieting stuff. You know, when you're looking at making a selection of what to eat, I want you to first identify, is this a plant or is this an animal? Or is this a chemistry project? If it's a chemistry project, it is definitely poison. 
So that doesn't, I mean, I guess you could argue that anything that's baked is a chemistry project. For example, you know, you know, we all know that baking is chemistry. If you turn a plant like a grain into bread, I mean, if you're, if you really want to do things correctly, you could do that with nuts or even vegetables. But if you're doing it with grains or vegetables or nuts, doesn't matter. Um, yes, it's some type of chemistry project to turn that into a muffin or, or something. But if all the ingredients that are in there are also only plants or animals, you're golden. It's fine. You can enjoy it. However, when it starts getting into all these other ingredients, like unidentifiable, unpronounceable ingredients, you know, you should just exit. You should just stop. You should just not participate. Because that, friends, is called poison. I mean, think about it, really. Whenever you eat something, you know, your saliva gets all over the food. It is marking whatever that thing is in your mouth. It could be a rock. You know, kids suck on rocks and stuff. It could be whatever. If it has anything that your body can gain some nourishment off of, then your body's going to figure out a way to absorb it and use it to give you life-giving force. If whatever it is that you're putting into your mouth, your body cannot decipher, it doesn't understand how to use it. You know, we're pretty adaptable and we're very um, resilient. And just because we can drink gasoline and not die doesn't mean that we should drink gasoline. Right? So then why would you drink a soda that isn't naturally fermented? You know, I mean, back in the day, they used to make, you know, fermented beverages, kombuchas, kefirs, things of that nature where you can enjoy some effervescent type of beverage while gaining health because you're gaining some beneficial bacteria, some probiotics, some something that can give your body life-giving force. When you start using, you know, carbonation, which is gas, you know, I'm talking about um, things that you find in a chemistry lab that's cool. And your body can definitely tolerate it for many years, but you will end up, you know, with some diagnosis. Uh, haven't we already proven this? We've got children suffering with obesity. We've got, you know, everyone's dying of cancer from young to old or diabetes or MS or whatever. I mean, there isn't a healthy person that I'm able to meet every day around anywhere. All of us are trying to remediate ourselves from something because we exposed ourselves to poison. Maybe we didn't realize it was poison. I know. I didn't know. I mean, everybody ate Tony the Tiger cereal. I mean, you know, or Lucky Charms or whatever. I didn't know it was poison. 
Because, you know, they wouldn't sell it in the store if it was poison, right? I mean, do you really think that the FDA and the USDA is doing that much work to protect you? You've hired the government, enlisted them to make all these food decisions for you because you want convenience over quality. If we're honest with ourselves, we demand convenience over quality. Nobody wants to raise their own food. I mean, you're talking about raise. I mean, I just said raise your own food. That's so crazy. Like, why would you raise it when you could go buy it? And food is everywhere, right? I mean, it's everywhere. You can go to the dollar menu. Why am I making this so complicated, right? Is that food or is it poison? You guys all know the answer to this question. Like, I don't need to get into that. I want you to, like, Google how you harvest wheat. Wheat, wheat current day is poison. And it's poison because everybody wants it for as cheap as possible. I don't know if any of you have any idea how much labor costs. Maybe you know how much your labor is worth. I mean, what are you willing to do and for how much? And are you willing to work in a field, gather the grain, tie the grain, let it dry for 10 days to a season, thrash it? I mean, this is after you grew it, right? How long? How, it took a season to grow. It's going to take a season to dry. If you're doing it all correctly, okay, without some type of poison that you spray all over it. By the time that you do all of these things and, you know, thrash it and glean it and whatever hundred things that you have to do to it, just so that you can get your one handful of wheat berries, which by the way, isn't even half a cup. Okay. I cannot know how much labor actually goes into an entire bag of wheat flour. And I'm just talking about a pound, maybe two pounds. Not 10. I am sure that in one pound of wheat, the amount of labor that would go into doing that correctly is not 58 cents worth. I'm sure it's way more. If you're paying less than, I don't know, $50 a pound, what is it that you're eating? What do you think it is that you are gaining? I, I want people to just watch the YouTube video on how to glean and how to harvest wheat naturally. And then I want you to tell me, I mean, I want you to, you don't have to tell me, what am I saying? Just think about this. Think about the fact that it took time to grow in the field. Somebody had to, you know, use their expertise to grow that. There's husbandry involved, you know, in the farming of that, especially if you're not going to douse it with a bunch of chemicals and stuff. Okay. And which I don't know why anybody thinks that spraying poison all over your food, all over your land is okay. 
I mean, miracle Grow is nothing but poison. And you want to grow all your food in it because it's easier, because you can't figure out, you know, how to otherwise grow it. That's because inoculating soil and giving life is, has been, you know, ruined right now. It used to be that there was life-giving force in the soil, but because of the use of all these chemicals and stuff, it's been ruined. And so to gain that, you know, ecosystem, to gain and rebuild the microbiome in the soil, you have to know how to re-inoculate soil. So once you do all of that, and once you gain this ecosystem and establish that on your land, and then you plant and harvest, and, you know, and you're just an IT person or whatever, somebody in the, you know, modern day world doing something, some job. I mean, you're not going to go home and be this, you know, soil biologist, are you? I don't, I don't know. I mean, the majority of the people today are not uh, the type of people that are going home and growing their own garden or, or anything. I mean, some folks have a little something going on on the side. Most people that are doing it, the majority, I would say probably 95% of them are using some kind of miracle grow. I don't know that many people that actually know how to re-inoculate soil, like truly understand how to do that. I mean, all these folks that are square foot gardening, they're not doing that. And that's the reason why the uh, vegetables that come out of the gardens or that are in stores today um, only have 50% of the nutrition that they would have if they were growing in a healthy, you know, soil biome. So to reestablish and re-inoculate it, it's not impossible. It's absolutely possible to do. We have farms that we're working with that are doing it. Um, but you're not going to be able to get it for like, you know, five cents a pound or whatever. Everybody thinks that uh, grain and produce should cost. You know, okay, fine. Wheat, I'll give you what you're willing to pay up to 75 cents maybe for organic. But... Unfortunately, the labor involved in establishing wheat correctly is not going to happen for 50 some cents a pound or a dollar or less than 30 or $50 because I don't know where this free labor is. I'm not going to work for free. I don't know anybody that works for free. So, and there's no... Uh, amount of volume or anything that is going to make it possible for someone to sell you the quality of wheat that would not have poison all over it, um, you know, for less than what I'm saying, around 50 bucks a pound. And, you know, you guys are intelligent people. I think that you know exactly what I'm saying. I don't believe that there's anyone out there who cannot understand what I'm talking about. So that's the reason why wheat is poison. Currently, for them to scale it, for them to make it efficient and profitable and affordable, they have to spray it with glyphosate. That's Roundup, folks. Glyphosate is Roundup. I don't know about you, but I'm not a fan of drinking Roundup. 
I'm definitely not going to pour it on my food and then wait for some amount of time, some length of time when I feel that that is now um, a sufficient amount of withdrawal period that, oh, now I can eat this. No, I'm not eating that. To me, it's poison. So when I tell everybody that wheat is poison, we won't eat it because it's poison. You know, everybody looks at me and says, well, why do you have to say it like that? Why are you disrespecting all of us by making us feel horrible because we're not going to stop eating wheat? First of all, I can't make you feel like anything. I'm only stating the facts that I know. And secondly, I think that if you want to live in, you know, a la la land, then, then, then great. But you know what the truth is, what I'm saying. I mean, look it up. It's just all over the internet. I don't know how, how you cannot research this fact about any of the grains, honestly. And then, you know, come to some conclusion that you are, you know, you're, uh, so special, I guess, that you can buy it for 50 cents a pound and eat it and it's fine. And then, you know, and then you're feeding it to your kids. Like wheat is given to children by the boatload. You know, they're supposed to eat it as cereal in the morning, have it for sandwiches in their lunch. Most people are having a sandwich or some kind of burger or something for dinner. So the burgers aren't the problem. Having a grass-fed burger, not in wheat, like not wrapped up in wheat, like a green-style burger, there's just nothing wrong with that. It's plants and animals. And when the animals are healthier than you are, meaning like they're outside, they have the five essentials for life, they've been raised on grass, on soil that has been re-inoculated, that has a healthy healthy microbiome. Um, you know, there's just nothing better than that. When when you talk about this regenerative farm food that yeah, the beef is going to be 975 to, you know, or more per pound. Um it's just doesn't have any hidden fees. You know, when you're in the grocery store buying that $1.99, you know, per pound beef, you have violated somebody's human rights somewhere. Uh, you haven't uh, accounted for the cost of all the people that were involved to put their hands on that pound of beef to get it to you. There's a, you know, a government subsidy that's supporting it, that's, you know, skewing the price of it. By the time that you add your prescription medication and all the health issues that you're going to face and, you know, let's not forget your health insurance that you just believe you cannot live without. And the reason you can't live without it is because because you've made your life into this chemistry project because you are not stopping and thinking and, you know, like really using your critical thinking skills to to understand what I'm saying right now and make sure that you're only eating plants 
and animals so that your body, when it marks it with the saliva and it starts tagging all the nutrients and whatever it is that you put in your mouth and starting to let your body know, hey, here comes some medicine and get ready to receive this nutrition and everything. When it starts getting it, it's like, wait a minute, what is this? Is this plastic? I mean, I cannot know what this is. So uh, let's just put it on the side. So next thing you know, you're not absorbing nutrition. You're eliminating more stuff. You got all these people that have all these constipation issues, diarrhea issues. I mean, like massive gut problems. And then, of course, that is messing with their mind. You know, it's just a never-ending battle of of problems that that everyone's facing. And so for those reasons, they have to now go to the local drugstore, even if they're not on a prescription. You know, how many people think they're healthy, but they always make sure they have ibuprofen, Motrin, or Tylenol or something in their house. I mean, they cannot even know what to do if they don't make sure to have that. I mean, who doesn't have that in their house? And then what about, you know, um, Bengay? What about lotions? You know, that when you're dehydrated and your skin isn't properly nourished, you're going to have dry skin. You're going to have, you know, eczema. You're going to have all these problems. You know, if you're having to spend money on all of these things that you think are just normal for everyone to have, if you feel like you can't go on Survivor and be on the island and like make it for the 45 days without some kind of special kit, you know, like what do those people do? If they don't have lotion, if they don't have their allergy medicine, if they don't have whatever, you know, that's how people were thriving for centuries on plants and animals. Plants and animals have everything that we need. Everything. You know, we can have a debate about whether you should have dairy, not dairy. You should have, you know, meat, not meat. At the end of the day, everybody for eons has been thriving on plants and animals thriving. What's so funny is that if you stop eating chemistry projects and even eat the conventionally grown plants and animals, you see a huge like shift in your health. And then you're able to say, Hey, I just, you know, what if I want to do one step better? Let me get higher quality plants and animals. The quality of your food matters. Because if you aren't paying attention to the quality, it is actually poison and it's never affordable to live on poison. You will pay for it somewhere. I hear people all the time tell me, Neethi, you know, your CSA food is too expensive and, you know, we can't afford it. I, you know, I want to first of all ask everyone to change their vocabulary. I pray for everybody who says to me they can't afford food. Don't don't say that. Say that's not a priority for me today. Because the truth is you can afford anything you want and you just don't care to spend all your money on higher quality food. And that's okay. It really is okay with me. I don't care. I mean, for anybody who doesn't really understand this yet. There is no profit for me in my CSA with the food. I'm doing this because we lost a child to cancer and I'm sick of watching everybody around me 
get sick and die because they're eating poison because they think it's food. And it's not food. It's poison. I don't get any benefit from any of this. I really don't. I just feel that it is the humane thing to do for me to share what I know, what I've observed, what I've learned. Um, And frankly, I don't want, you know, to just keep continuing to watch everyone in my community get sick, suffer, and die. I mean, I get that we're all born dying and we're all going to go someday, but it is not normal for me to watch all of, not just, I mean, I lost my daughter. That's one thing, but you know, out of her preschool class of 12 kids, three of them are dead. The only common denominator is vaccinations and food. So, you know, yeah, I'm also not for violating my sacred bloodstream and I will never do that to my children again. If you aren't not sure about vaccines, please watch the movie Vaxxed. Please seek out some information about that and study it well because food is what actually builds natural immunity, not anything else. Nothing else. The reason that you have a weak immune system is because you have disrupted your natural biome, your ecosystem. With Your body has its own ecosystem. If you are getting sick or whatever, you're not, you're not just catching things from somebody. Your, your body is unable. It is weak. It is broken. Your, your immune system has been compromised. You don't want to get sick or whatever anymore, then you need to do whatever you can to reestablish your gut biome, reinoculate your gut, reestablish the natural ecosystem by being very careful to only use plants and animals in and on your body. Your skin is your largest organ. You know, really, you shouldn't be using anything besides maybe coconut oil or some type of natural fat. I mean, people used to use pork lard for soaps and things of that nature. I mean, or even um, Castile soaps or milk soaps. I mean, milk and honey. Milk and honey is the way to go. So I hope... You know, this podcast is going to serve you by making you more conscious about these things. I want you to please, um, you know, think about what I'm saying and, and just know that, you know, the only way to gain health is to manage your inputs. And I'm not even talking about organics, not even good enough. It has to be more than just organic. Organic has been adulterated, you know, by the government. If the government has a say in it, that's a public food system. If it's a public food system, that means that the government, you know, like the citizens are making the government responsible for their safety. I don't need the government to keep me safe in that way. I don't. I know how to identify a plant or an animal that is, you know, 
being raised with correct husbandry and without poison. And I can manage to source that myself within my hunting range. There are farmers everywhere waiting to rise to the occasion. If you would just take the onus onto yourself and make, you know, the choice to be a regenerative consumer. They're just waiting. I'm waiting to be able to put a list together to give to you guys and say, hey, here's the list of regenerative farmers. Hey, and regenerative farmers out there that are listening to the podcast right now, tell me who you are. You should be on my list so that when people, you know, people are contacting me every day saying, hey, where can I get food? Where can I get food? Not just here where I live in Raleigh, but across the country. So tell me where you are. Let's have a conversation. You know, I'm happy to help the eaters vet out the farms. And, you know, I'm working on trying to get, you know, positioned so that I would be able to go and tour farms across the country so I can vet everybody out and put a database together because that's really what the consumer needs. They need to know where they can go. And the truth is that unless the farms know that they have a consumer base to serve, they can't afford to raise the food correctly. They can't afford what it takes for them to invest into remediating their soil, but they can do it. You know, they can. It is possible to remediate the soil. I mean, you know what? Nature has grace. Your body is giving you grace all the time. It has the power and the ability to heal itself. The earth does. Our bodies do. If you are respecting the balance, if you're respecting the ecosystem, if you're respecting, you know, the natural gut biome, if you're not, you know, it's just too inconvenient for you, then, you know, good luck. Good luck because uh, managing your life with chemistry projects, you know, that has never been sustainable. Never. And it's proving to be more and more unsustainable all the time, you know, which is why I'm sitting around in my late 40s watching everybody die between 30 and 50 because, you know, it hasn't happened to them yet. Let me let me just give you guys a little wake up right now, a, a wake up call. If you think that you can't change your habits while you think you're healthy, good luck trying to do that when you have a diagnosis. Good luck trying to gain your health back after you have pushed yourself all the way into cancer. Good luck with that. That sounds horrible and like a hard truth, but I'm telling you, don't wait for a diagnosis. You should be always trying to turn your clock back. If you feel like it's a good idea to get up and exercise and turn your clock back, that means that you understand that you have to be proactive in gaining your health. You have to make choices daily in gaining your health. You want to eat healthy? Eat food and stop eating poison. 
Just eat real food. You've heard people saying this all the time. What is real food? Plants that are raised without poison. Animals that are raised without poison. Animals that are raised on feed that has doesn't have poison on it. Animals that are raised using the five essentials for life. That means they have to have sunshine, clean air, you know, soil that has uh, beneficial bacteria and a strong uh, soil biome, you know, a complete ecosystem. If they're in houses, which means no, I mean, like get out of the grocery store, people. I don't know why you think that they can raise 40,000 birds out on a pasture somewhere. They're in houses. If it's in a house, it doesn't matter that it's on a clean feed. It still doesn't have contact with soil. It still doesn't have grass. It still doesn't have sunshine. It still doesn't have, um, you know, clean water and sunshine. I don't know how you think that life is thriving without light. Life is not thriving without light. And I'm not talking about some fake lights in a house. I'm talking about sunshine. If you can't stay inside in the white light all the time, why do you think the animals can do it? You guys are so smart. You know this. I'm not telling you something you don't already know. The problem is you don't realize that the food in a plastic package or a restaurant or whatever is not coming from a farm. And when these farm to table restaurants, you know, say they have farm to table food, I mean, they barely might have some local produce. They definitely, absolutely never have meat off a farm ever. And if they do, they're telling you about it loud and proud. And I haven't really seen any of them yet. They're not screaming it out loud because if they were going through that much trouble, they would be sure to tell you. Think about what I'm saying, folks. Think about what I'm saying. And I hope this podcast has served you today. And, you know, I'd appreciate it if you guys would please leave me an honest review on iTunes. Thanks. I will see you next time. I won't see you. I'll talk to you next time. (laughs) Bye. Please leave an honest review about the show on iTunes and like and share our Facebook page. Um, You can also sign up for our newsletter. And if you like the education that we're bringing to you each week, can you please help support our 501c3 mission to reestablish the regenerative, organic, small family farm food system by making it happen today with a tax-deductible cash donation? You can register and make a donation at www.farmtoforkmeatriot.org. Again, that's www.farmtoforkmeatriot.org. And click on the donate button. I'm Neethi, signing off. Remember, let your farmer fill your prescription. Reboot, restore, and rejoice. <laughs>